to the pod. It is fossil. And it's spawn. It is us. It is you. It is we. We are one. We are one. So, um, Fossil just got her first COVID vaccine shot today. Whoop, whoop. We're very excited. She did receive Moderna. I know there's some controversy right now over this. People are claiming that hot girls get Pfizer. And you know Clearly that's not true. Clearly that's not true. Exactly. Clearly. Exactly. If Fossil gets Moderna, then hot girls get Moderna. Absolutely. Okay, case closed. Actually, okay. That's not true. You're hot if you get Pfizer. You're hot if you get Moderna. You're hot if you get (sighs) J&J. J&J is the common enemy. (laughs) Um, No, you're still hot. If you get vaccinated, you're hot. Rather hot from a vaccine than hot from fevered COVID. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we're we're feeling pretty fire today, I think. Mom's got some drip on. She, uh... Drip. That sounds like something you clean up with a cloth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yup. No, she's got this this pink coat on. What is this? Like a ensemble. An ensemble. <laughs> uh, what is this called? Like it's not like a raincoat. It is. It's just like a little rain jacket, but I'm wearing it inside because my hoodie's dirty. <laughs> yeah, well, her hoodie's dirty. She's wearing this really epic pink raincoat. She's got these holographic. That's called. Yeah. Then holographic yeah, that would be. On. Yeah. Swoosh. She looks so good. The way she's sitting right now is a power stance. Like she knows. <laughs> She looks good. <laughs> it's just me trying to hold up the boobs. And you know what, guys? This is crazy. I bought my first pair of Lululemons. I know. 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 I know what you're thinking. You're either thinking, how is she white and she doesn't have a pair of Lululemons? Or you're thinking to yourself, why did it take her this long? Because I'm cheap. <laughs> and I finally bought a pair because I had a gift card. I get it now. I get it now. I get it. I have never felt this, this hot. I feel good. Why are you cheap? Why do you think you're cheap? What put that in you? Wouldn't me. Other than, (laughs) other than the... the, That's not from my side. (laughs) Other than the Irish jeans. (laughs) Other than that. I don't know. I think I've always just been pretty careful with my money. I think it's one of those things, you know, when when I was working a lot, I was working so hard for such little money. (laughs) It's called growth, sweetie. (laughs) I know, but it's just like, so why would I want to spend it on things that don't really matter? It's such a proud moment in a parent's life when you hear your child say, I had to work so hard for that money. And you just go, oh, we did our job. We did it well. Okay, but now you're mad at me for being cheap. But again, I'm. you're saying I'm cheap, but I'm literally sitting here... You no, know, you said you were cheap, and I'm calling you out on it. Uh, well, I, I can be, though. Mo- like, recently, I've been getting a lot better with it. I just bought a new pair of sneakers because my feet were literally starting to hurt. My toes were starting to curl in my other shoes. So I did spend the money on a good pair of running shoes. I'm currently wearing $100 Lululemon leggings. So we are feeling rich. We are feeling luxurious, okay? I got the Adidas on my feet. I have the Lululemons on my legs. I'm wearing a thrifted jacket. Which looks amazing. It does. Yeah. I have to be honest. I look good. You do. We look good. Yes. You look look very nice. Very nice. See, cheap to me would be needing leggings Mm -hmm. to work out in. Right. And not buying them. Not buying the leggings when you needed them. 
even though you had the money, you might not have the money for Lululemons, but you had the money for leggings and saying, I'm not going to buy the leggings because you don't want to part with the money. To me, that's being cheap. Yeah, I've done that. Okay. I've literally I stand that. corrected. My daughter is cheap. no parents should say their daughter is cheap that's a good segue that takes us to the next (laughs) oh god mom why did you do it like that so oh my god today's topic is (laughs) sex work you called me out on something this week which i didn't even realize was one of my problems my biases my prejudices Mm -hmm. Let's start with the topic of when you went away for school, you got to go to the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And they shocked me in their curriculum with a visit to the red light district. It was lit. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to hear more about that because our topic kind of got into that. So we can bring bring the audience into, into this conversation of sex working and is it right? Is it wrong? Should it be legal? Let's go. I want to hear okay. this story. Of my time in the Netherlands. I was shocked that it was in your curriculum. Well, okay, but there's two very different things here. First of all, sex work abroad and sex work here are very different. And I think even though you weren't born here, you, you are American. I mean, you grew up here mostly, you know, and you do. Yeah, I was chosen to be a citizen of the U.S. Of the U.S., right? So I think a lot of your stigma does come from the American culture. And when I was in the Netherlands, right, we went to Amsterdam, and that's where the notorious red light light district is. So I took a class about just, like, the overall intercultural communication and differences between cultures. And so when I was in Amsterdam and we visited, we talked to a couple different sex workers, basically just trying to undo what we know because I think as Americans we oftentimes can only look at it from our own perspective if that makes sense and their culture was just so different define what you're calling our perspective I think Americans have this again this is I mean I'm I'm general we're generalizing this isn't true for everyone obviously but I think we have this very individualistic outlook we're very competitive we have been literally raised to think that we are the best country and in a lot of ways sure we are and we have a lot of resources and you know we are a powerful nation but I think there is issue with thinking we're the do-all end-all be-all and that we must have it right and everyone else has it wrong the way we treat each other we definitely have it wrong exactly that's what I'm saying (laughs) right So when we were there, we were talking to a couple different sex workers, and we went into one of those window, uh, I don't know what the, window, window shopping sort of thing, that sounds so bad, I'm forgetting the name, but like, you know, window sex workers, right? And basically they brought us in, and it locks from the outside, so, what is that, no, 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 it locks from the inside or outside? I wasn't there. Wow, thank you for that. Um... (laughs) Yeah, but like so, so the sex worker could only be the one to open the door. They got safety the features. Yeah, exactly the safety. safety features. And so basically, people could come by and look in and like see who was, um, you know, selling what sex work. They can like talk through the cracks and stuff. It's window shopping at its best. And so the whole exercise with that was for us to first feel what it feels like to be in their position. Because people were walking by and they were like, these aren't sex workers. These are like literally college kids and 30 of them, you know? Yeah, I mean, 
just hearing their story. So were they dressed up like we picture prostitutes? We have this, this vision of what prostitutes look like and how they dress and how they behave. So you're saying these people had normal clothes on? Well, they weren't on duty, the ones that we were talking to. The ones you met? The ones that, well, okay. Obviously, there were people working at that time, and there were people who were wearing lingerie. That's what I'm asking about. Okay, so they were wearing the lingerie. But the people we were speaking to that were sharing their experiences, they were off-duty because, right. you know, we were paying for their time, obviously. So they were fully clothed. Yeah. But, like, while we were having a conversation, there was someone upstairs doing her business, and she walked the gentleman out, and she was wearing, like, a robe to cover up her lingerie. So when you went in there... Mm-hmm. When, when this, this whole thing started. This was broad did, daylight. Right. Well, did you have, were you feeling weird? Did you feel embarrassed? Were you, yourself? Me, personally? Yeah, you personally. Was it like eerie? Was it weird? Because you are still, you still grew up here. Yeah. So did you find that you had any bias when you went in there? I will say I definitely have bias, but I didn't feel uncomfortable going in, though. Because also the thing is, we were there as a class. We were not there to work, obviously. Jeez. So it was also broad daylight. Like a lot of people weren't looking for services, which I think is why we did it in the daytime. Because at night, it's obviously a very different experience, um, which we'll get into because I did go back at night. But That's like saying, I want, I need a tomato, but I'm going to go to the store, but I can only buy tomatoes at night. <laughs> no, you, I mean, I'm only going to go buy a tomato at night. There were people doing it in the morning, but people had jobs. Yeah. You know, I was just making it funny. People, oh, okay, yeah. It didn't go over well. Yeah. It was more of a potato than a tomato. All right. Mm -hmm. It was a dud's bud. You know what I will say, though? I think a lot of the guys in the group were uncomfortable. Can I say that? Yeah, and I'd like to ask them why. Why, yeah. Because they, do they put importance on it, or what's, what's the deal? Are they shamed? Well, again. They feel shame, because that is shame sex, sex shame. In the Netherlands, I believe... 90% 90% of sex workers are identify as female, 5% are male, and 5% are transgender. In the red light district, there is a section for transgender prostitutes or sex workers. And I, I don't know if I saw a male section, actually. I don't know if we just didn't go that far or I didn't see it. But yeah, the majority are identifying as women. Because mostly male clientele, I'm assuming. Exactly. That's yeah. is that that's an assumption? Is that wrong? I would not say that's wrong. I would say it's not all men, but it's definitely a lot. Which brings up what the world over thinks about sex in general, and that's where all of it stems: bias and mm-hmm. what you think of if sex work should be something that is legal or not. It's going to come down to how you view sex. Absolutely. And another thing I want to bring up is sex work is not limited to prostitution and i think i think a lot of people automatically hear sex work and think strippers or prostitution or whatnot even like cam girls a lot of people know like OnlyFans is really popular nowadays Pornhub obviously is they, they think porn videos or, or porn content or actual people who get money for sex but sugar daddies and sugar babies is a form of sex work Nudes is a form of sex work. Yeah, I mean, anything really in that realm. I would even say having a podcast that focuses specifically on sex, if that's like literally the genre of your podcast, I would say in a way that's sex work. Okay. You are getting paid 
to make content about sex, correct? My problem is that you can't control what other people find sexy or what turns someone else on. So mm-hmm. if someone has a shoe ad and they're getting paid to do a shoe ad and somebody masturbates to it, are you calling that sex work? I would say that is different because that is, is not that is not with the intention of it being about sex. You That's are not valid. marketing towards people who are seeking out sexual gratification. But do you agree or disagree that Almost every marketing, every ad is has a sexual base to it. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, where's, no, the, where's the line? Where's again, the line? If you're selling feet pics, right? Feet in and of itself is not a sexual thing. It can be a sexual thing. But if you have clients coming to you saying, I want to jerk off to this. And therefore, I'm going to pay you for you to do specific things with your So they ask you, you're going to ask somebody to say, I'm taking feet pictures. You just aren't, isn't it an assumption that that's what somebody wants to use it for? I mean, if someone's coming to you asking for feet pics, that's, yeah. (laughs) That's what I mean. Yeah, so that would be a form of sex work. Yeah. But if you're saying, marketing-wise, we're using a foot to show off a shoe, you're selling a shoe. You're not selling sexual gratification. It comes down to intent. I think that's that's a good base yeah. base for that. We just we're I'm just trying to set up the parameters here mm-hmm. before you go we go into any more about should sex work be legal and why? Because mm-hmm. I have a thousand questions. So what happened? What happened Again, this week? I'm not no, an no, no, expert no, on but this no one's at saying all. no one's saying anybody's an expert on it. Yeah. First of all, no one because it's just not. It's so crazy all over the world with what people like and what they don't like and it's like but mm-hmm. anyway what happened this week we got into a conversation it got heated and you got angry with me what happened trigger that one for us Ooh. well i mean i already knew you had a stigma against sex work by the way you talk about i don't want to say women in general because that's not true like you, you're not sexist but i think instantly when you hear women getting paid because they're feeding into the male gaze you instantly think they're objectifying themselves. Yes. Right. That's fair. I think what made me angry about it is when you look at any entertainment service or literally any marketing, that's just all it is, is marketing. And for you to say, as a consumer of these things, supply and demand. You're asking for it, people are supplying it. And whether it's for men or women or literally anyone, if they're using it, then I really don't understand why you would hate on it. Because then it becomes an expectation that everybody has to appease the male gaze, as you said. That's not true. So then you're forced to have to look a certain way. And if you're not and you don't wish to, you're looked down upon. And no one on the planet wants to be looked down upon. So you're saying if sex work were legalized in America, then it would create an unrealistic standard of what sex should be and what appearances should be? It's already a problem with porn. Porn has already proven that that's a problem. And if you put your mind all the time into pornography, you have this issue when you have a real person again and that's been proven but i would have to ask you why do you think every man is going to choose it's just like saying every woman you can't say every man right but you're you're assuming that there's a men are going to start seeking out sex work but that's what we're saying when we're saying we're going to legalize it let's ask ourselves for what 
purpose is do we need sex work now if everyone if everyone took the attitude that it is a function like eating like breathing okay if everybody said eh you know sometimes you just want to go get your hair washed at the hairdressers and it, this is the same kind of thing then fine every you know then it's just like you know hey honey i'm going to go to the prostitute today okay have fun come you know be safe no. I mean, if that's the attitude we're going to have, we're all good. But that's not what's going to happen. It's going to complicate legal issues. It's going to complicate marriages. There's, you know, there's a lot of questions I have. I don't think that's true. Because if you look at it as a form of entertainment, we don't need entertainment. We don't need cinema. We don't need music. We don't need even like bars. We don't need bars. Those aren't essential to living. If you decide to go and indulge in alcohol legally and you decide to go and, sex, and indulge in sex work legally, I don't see why that's anyone's problem. If it's a problem in your marriage, then that's a different story because you were not loyal and you did not follow your oath or whatever with you and your partner. I agree. That's completely different. I agree. That's a, that that's true. Also, with the laws of marriage, I was under the impression that when it comes to cheating, Cheat, is cheating legal? That's literally no. It's, well, it's not it's, you're not going to go to jail for cheating on your spouse, no, but, but you will. Divorce. Oh yeah. <laughs> so how oh, yeah. would that be any different if you do it with a random stranger or if you pay for a sex worker? If you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's not the sex worker's fault. Agreed. You know, I mean, it, it comes down to a moral issue. I feel so, like you're scared of something. That really there's wouldn't a, change anything? There's a thousand repercussions. Well, it's just, you know what? It really isn't any different than marijuana being legalized. I have a thousand worries it's about that, too. It's happening illegally it anyway. Is. So it we is. might as well regulate it and give these workers rights and give these workers a way to protect themselves. I want to, I want to agree with you, yeah. but I just still have a bad feeling about it because then it's like, I guess I put more value on it. Maybe I put too much value on it. Maybe that's part of the problem, but if, I don't know, I have never met, and maybe this is just me because I haven't met everybody on the planet, (laughs) but I, I have a hard time imagining a woman being proud of being able to make a lot of money being a sex worker and enjoying the activity and making the money that way. I, I have a hard time. And maybe it's because society looks down on people for, for engaging in that as a career. I have a feeling that's a big part of it. Then the other question is, can we alter it? A person who is a sex worker isn't looked down upon. I mean, you can never fully fix that. People already have learned their morals by a certain point, I believe. And just like all the other social issues happening now, it's not going to change overnight, unfortunately. And it's just one of those things where if we start now and we start telling future generations that this is the consequences, but here's where it's safe and here's where, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. really setting in those morals from a young age, like this would change. You know, I'd love to do a survey. Mm -hmm. Would you marry someone who is an ex-prostitute? Would you marry somebody who is... And a lot of guys would be like, ew, no. Well, again, we have a problem. Well, now you're putting your value in what the men think of you. But if you wish to have a relationship, you don't think it's going to... You will find one. Okay. Okay. No, I... I, Again, again, I want to agree with you. (laughs) I want to. Again, also, a lot of the sex workers I see... 
just let this go by. Looking for sex workers. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, shit. A lot of the sex workers that I see that are in relationships are with people in a similar industry, whether it's two sex workers being in a relationship or whether it's a sex worker and an influencer who's in entertainment, who's like an actor or, you know, whatever, just a digital influencer. Yeah, but it is possible. I mean, think about it if it was um, a police officer, a doctor, or a firefighter. If you ask, or, or okay, what about um, someone who's in the military, right? You ask how many women would want their significant other to be in the military, a lot of them would probably say no. Right. Are they having trouble finding relationships? But the reason would be different. You don't want your your partner to be in the military because you don't want to watch them die. Mm -hmm. And if a person is pushing away someone who has a history in a, a sex work... It's not because they're worrying they're going to die. They could. It's because, well. <laughs> they could. I thought, I thought we were looking at a world where sex workers had benefits and health care. Of course. But. <laughs> I don't think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. I think men in general, generalizing not all men, mm-hmm. think that there, there's an ownership. There's a, an animalistic feeling of mine, caveman-y, mine. Until we unify and say no we're not having that and expect better then they're probably just going to keep doing it if you're i agree if you're rewarding that behavior there's no reason to be isn't it not rewarding the behavior by allowing them to to just buy into that whole sex work idea it's literally women here i am i am no more than something you're going to buy off a table okay well then they'll never have a relationship then they'll literally always just have is, sex. That's my question. Is it going to normalize the idea that women are just, or anybody who is a sex, sex worker, worker is yeah. just, it's just nothing a to product. them. They're not a human being anymore. That You're literally making a human being not a human being anymore. They're just... I get what you're saying. They're a fuck toy. Because on one hand, it helps them get rights and, you know, helps them... I mean, the, when you're when sex work is legalized, you're literally considered like an entrepreneur. It's kind of interesting. You're like self-employed. Hopefully. (laughs) Too many movies with pimps beating the shit out of people. That's because it's illegal, right? I don't know. I'm not obsessed. Because it's illegal. (laughs) Um, I have questions. That's all. Yeah. I just find it very fascinating that I'd love to hear more about the other country and how they handle it, how it came about what happened, you know, what goes on. Crime still has to be there. There But but what's also interesting about it is if you look at the Netherlands, the red light district is known as the international like And it's probably people like us from everywhere else. Exactly. It's not it's not their people. Exactly. So what is their view on it? What is the homies view on it in the Netherlands? (sighs) The Nether homies. What are they saying? From my understanding they're just like, yeah. It's there. I think it's similar to how when you explain, like, German advertising, how your, like, nudity was, like, acceptable and everything. It was just, it's just what it was. It doesn't change necessarily your morals. It doesn't make you not want a relationship. It doesn't make you not want to be loyal. It's just, it gives you an option to partake in something that you would have illegally anyway. Okay. If you're going to partake in sex work, if you're going to, you know, do that, you're probably seeking it out anyway, right? Right here's my problem is I didn't 
write down anything. I don't remember where, where I read it, but my sources just trust me, bro. Right. (laughs) God, this is, but I was under the impression that there was a sex trafficking problem through the Netherlands red light district Mm -hmm. that they were holding the, um, passports of some of these girls forcing them to stay mm-hmm. or making them do these things and that of course that idea scares me and I want to run in there and you know so what I would say to that and obviously I don't know all the facts what I will say is why do we know about the sex trafficking issues in the Netherlands right they are there it's really not I don't want to say that many people because even one is too much but let's say there's like a hundred people who are involved in sex trafficking in the Netherlands because sex work is legal, but forcing sex work is illegal. Those people now have rights. And I think that's why it's more documented than it is in other countries. Right? So you're saying that legalizing actually helps prevent. I truly think so. Sex trafficking. Although in the Netherlands, we know about it and everything, and it's still a problem. In the United States, people who are having issues or have been assaulted or were getting paid for things, they can't go to the police because now they've committed a crime too. So they literally just have to get assaulted and just not say anything. And they're being taken advantage of because of it. The numbers in America would be a lot higher if we could document it legally. If we actually knew the extent of what this was happening, of how this was happening, we would uncover a lot more. And the reason we think it's not an issue is because no one's talking about it because it's illegal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with all the talk about worrying of other people coming into our country and doing things, we're doing it to ourselves exactly. more so. I mean, the, the idea of every, you know, money, 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 money just is ridiculous. The value of it. Church and state are supposed to be separate, right? I'm pretty sure there's sex going on in, in some churches. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty damnedly sure there's some sex going on in some churches. I'm like 99.7% positive. Um, yeah. Yeah. We won't go any further on that. Do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. We're an equal opportunity insulter. I want to hear about what a night was like there. Um, other than a rad? No, I'm joking. No, you, okay, you told me you went to a sex show. I did. I did. So, basically what happened was me and a couple of my friends were like, wouldn't that be funny, right? It kind of started off as like a meme, but I think we were all like actually just curious about what it was like. We were like, wouldn't that be so funny? Ha ha ha, no, we're going. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) We were like... It was, it I'm was, here to learn. I, you know, like, that's just so crazy. I'm, like, so innocent. It's, but, like, I want to see two people fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's part of my education. I'm here for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> wonder how many people went and went, oh, that's how it's done. <laughs> I wonder. I did go with some virgins, actually. Mm. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, yeah, not all of them. If you're listening to this, I didn't mean to call you. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> And so we're going and it was popping at night. Okay. 
Um, and I will say there was some sad moments. We saw some really sketchy stuff. Like I'm not gonna lie and say that you know it's it's all safe and whatnot. But from the sex workers that I had talked to previously, they really told us that they felt a lot safer. The fact that there was buttons that they could push, the fact that there were things implemented in the brothels and in in the windows and everything to keep them safe to alert the police. So that in and of itself, I think. How close were the police to this area, though? Are, are they patrolling, or...? Um, I think it depends on what night it is. If it's a poppin' night, like where we were, I did see some police. I don't, they weren't, like, actively, like, walking around like, you okay, you know, like that kind are of Are there stuff. police armed? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see any guns in the Netherlands. I saw them in France. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Fact still remains. You don't remember them being armed. They could have been, but they you didn't see it. Yeah. No, we saw some sketchy stuff. We bought our tickets to this show. And it was really funny because the guy that was selling us the tickets were like, you all are about to see the best show of your life. The biggest cock. Like, <laughs> okay. You are about to see the biggest schlong of your life. And you're like, no, all the pricks are in AUS. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, he really hyped it up. I went with... I, I should say I went with uh, some males and some females. Like it wasn't it wasn't just all like women, right? And you know some of different sexual orientations, whatnot, right? So we were all just excited to see what was going to go on. So while we were waiting, one of the window girls was bawling her eyes out, like bawling her eyes out. Like clearly something had happened. And again, like I don't speak Dutch very well. Like, I speak very minimal Dutch. And she was crying, but she was speaking English, and she was like, I see all of you. Like, clearly, like, honestly, I don't, I don't know. That's what, that's one of the women that I would have said is, is being forced to be there. That could have been a situation. Right, that she was not meant to be there. She did not want to be there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But also, she was down bad. She was put next to, honestly, one of the prettiest people I've ever seen in my entire life. And like, this was a Barbie. She was put next to the Barbie. So maybe this girl was just having a bad day because, you know, she was getting no suitors because literally everyone was looking at the other girl right next to her. I really hope that's... Oh, well, actually, I do hope that's the case. Because if it just was that she was having a slow night rather than her being uh, in a little, a little illegal issue there. Um, but yeah, so uh, then it was finally time for the show. It started out like any, like, strip show, I guess. People were, like, on poles and, like, stripping, getting naked, whatever. They were doing some tricks. They were doing some tricks. We saw a girl pull, like, a... What are they called? Like, a rope? Not, like, a rope. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the the handkerchiefs? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, out of her pussy? (laughs) Like, talent. Like, wow. So, yeah. (laughs) She... A vagician, if you will. A vagician! Yes! No, she was literally a vagician! It was crazy! (laughs) Yeah, no, she was the best magician I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, and then they would, like, call people up, and, like, you know, guys would have, you know, some punani thrown in their face. Yeah, then it got to the real show. It was time for the sex part. I brought this big... <laughs> Uh-oh. She can't even get this one out. No, because it's so embarrassing for him. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I brought this big, like, overweight man out. He was, like, balding, wearing glasses. <laughs> but his schlong was huge. No! No! That's the thing. It wasn't! Oh, no. It wasn't! It, like, that shit was limp, bro. 
and but he was getting paid to do this. Yeah. Well, then, good on him, right? And then yeah. the woman comes out like she, you know, she's there. She's there. Ew. Do their thing. They're doing tricks. Call you know, in the Netherlands they have um wind turbines. Think about that. Put that in your in your mind. Maybe, you know, a little flying eagle action. Like a, like a spider. <laughs> what are you talking about? Now I have a pretty active imagination. I do believe I do. I, I think I write a pretty decent sex scene in my novels okay. too. But I have no freaking clue what you're talking about. Imagine <laughs> Spawn, you need to you need to explain <laughs> imagine, a little bit better. Imagine a girl sitting yeah. facing the audience. Okay. Right. The guy is like sitting on his butt almost like crisscross applesauce. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly, right? She puts her arms out like in the Titanic, okay. right? And he just starts pumping her arms, right? Like literally like an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> they right. were making some sweet music. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't. Just pumping her arms. And... That was what was so funny to us because we were like, "What is happening?" Like this is. We were laughing so hard. It was. It was comical. It wasn't like you know yeah. whatever. So yeah. Then there was some some more stripping, you know, ass and titties, ass ass and titties, you know. But yeah, that was that was the show. That was the show. That was the show. And this is what my your your father died so you could go to college and see that. Woo! I think he would have been quite proud of me. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Not so sure. You know. Not so sure. It was a learning experience for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I just learned a little bit too. <laughs> I definitely told you about the pumping arms thing. Because that sent us over the edge. We were like, what is happening? That is insane. It was like an airplane accordion. An airplane accordion. Also, he was trying to go for, like, the cop look sort of thing, and it was just not working for him. When you, you said cop, cop with a P, not C-K. <laughs> <laughs> like, as in police officer. Oh, what? I meant a police officer. And what class was this for? <laughs> Intercultural communication. Intercultural <laughs> communication. No, he, okay, okay, no, 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 no. He did not take us to the sex show. <laughs> I did that on my own time, baby. <laughs> you didn't have to write a paper on that, did you? Uh, no, my final was about porn, though. But that was my choosing, because I thought it was interesting. And what was your point on the paper? That sex work should be legalized. That should be legalized. In America, yeah. All right. So let's talk about this stigma that you have. This bias towards sex workers. It's not... Oh, you know, you're the one that, that says it's the way I say it. I only know the way I think it. I cringe when I think of a woman having to make a living on her back. I cringe. That's valid. Okay, well, <laughs> there it is. That's it in a nutshell. She's being reduced to a sock. <laughs> She's being reduced to a tissue. She's being reduced to a thing. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, just enforces... The mentality that women are less than. 
if you see sex as being demeaning. If the woman isn't enjoying it, it's demeaning. That's the way I see it. If the woman isn't enjoying it and enjoying that work, okay, then well, it's demeaning. There's a lot of marriages where that's... There's a lot of jobs that are demeaning exactly. that are not just sex. But, you know, so when you say that the bias is that I don't separate, um, it, it should mean something to me. To you. To me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're just starting to get away from that a little bit. And again, like, I'm probably not the best person to talk about this. I've never been involved in hookup culture. From what I've seen from my friends, like, they get excited to talk about it. They get excited to partake in it, even if deep down, like, they want a relationship or whatnot. When, and let me ask you this. When you say your friends, which one of your friends? Are they male and female? Yes, both. And the females are literally saying they just can't wait to, to get laid that weekend. And Yeah, some of them. Okay. All right. Now, when they come back, are they disappointed? Did they feel like they had a shitty weekend? Do they feel like they're missing something? If Does it was bad? Yeah. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? If you can separate the act from your value, absolutely it'll work. Mm-hmm. Men have been doing it for since since there've been human beings. But I think that's what bothers women, me is that women have never I don't know if women have never been allowed to, which is true, but even if you allowed women to be that way, is it natural for them to be that way? But that's what I'm okay. So that's an interesting point because there is literally a chemical. The chemical that is released in our brains when, you know, biologically men and biologically women have sex are very different. Women connect, I forget what is, what is it, like they connect whatever chemical it is in their brain that when they have sex, they get, like they feel closer, they feel more bonded to that person. Men don't have that. They just, they're like, ooh, serotonin. Like, that felt so good. You know what I mean? So, yes, it is different. So that kind of just answers the question then. I mean, that, is it even possible? I mean, is it even possible? Yeah, I do think so. I don't think we've gotten to a point where women have been allowed to be that way for long enough for evolution to occur where they no longer get those feelings. Would we want to lose that feeling? I mean, only every person can answer that for themselves. Right. Then it comes back to that, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't cringe when I hear one of my friends do something, get money for a sexual act. Like, I'd be a hypocrite to say that I don't also have these things where I'm like, ooh, I didn't like that. You know what I mean? But wait, I, I have experienced friends who wanted just to enjoy having a weekend and, and yeah. having some, some time with a, with a person. And I remember thinking back then, good for them that they are able to just separate that because I never could. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it's not that I don't believe people can't. But I'm saying it, the mentality that's out there in general, if you get treated poorly by the, the general populace, still has their own stigma. But wouldn't you rather make a step towards the direction of at least giving them the option? I f- yes. To, yes. To have rights and go to the police when bad things happen and they're taken advantage of? Yes. We are consumers of sex work. I don't know if I'd say that. You watch porn. Not really. But you have. I have, yeah. So with with someone. You've been a consumer. <laughs> yeah. Before. Yeah. Sure. 
and especially with it's always the people who consume the most i feel like who have the biggest problem like separating the two well that would be again because you're focusing on something and absorbing that information as if it's the do all end all mm-hmm. where you put your mind is where you will go i just think it's a necessary step for people whether you agree with it or not i mean that's just basic you know human rights if we for could a thing that most of us partake in, in to some capacity if we could erase how people look down on others for it mm-hmm. that would be great if we could make the world safer somehow by doing it that would be great but is it really going to lower the ma- the amount of sex trafficking and assaults we won't know until we and not just women try. but the thing is that i feel like we won't ever know because a lot of those things can't even be recorded because no one can come forward without being penalized for it and more people just have to come forward they'll go to jail until it's legalized they quite literally cannot share their story again i don't like talking about assault anything any sexual misconduct because i know that is very triggering for people but it's very necessary in this conversation yeah you can't be overly sensitive to something and talk about something that desensitizes the other (laughs) no i get that (laughs) that's a it's like wait what (laughs) I, I don't want to listen to this because I'm very, very sensitive, but we got to change this and make people less sensitive No, but to we, it. we have to be cautious with how descriptive we're getting in Oh, no, I don't want to get descriptive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've already done pretty descriptive with your, your night in uh, <laughs> old <laughs> Netherlands there. That's true. No one was harmed. It was a good time. <laughs> My labor in this call. <laughs> not to be dramatic, but you're a loser, I'm no. not. <laughs> You're assuming just because somebody doesn't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they're lonely. No, that's a joke. If anything, I think the best thing ever is when you're single and happy. Yeah. And you can literally just do whatever the fuck you want. And you know what you have to do in order to become single and happy? (laughs) Stop putting your value on having a a partner. Yeah. I'd love to know... After us talking about it, just like, what do you think of it? Where do you stand? And it's okay. Like, honestly, I think it's okay to to be like, ooh, I'm not down with that. Like, I don't want to partake in it. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable, but I have to ask myself, why? Is it because I feel threatened? Let's be completely honest here. There is that tiny little fear that if men can just go and have sex anytime they want, whenever they want, They're going to choose not to be in a relationship. (laughs) That's not the man that you want anyway. No, that is very true. That is very true. But few and far between, aren't they? See, you say that, but I... I went back on that dating site. That's true. You know I went on that dating site with no expectations. Other than I was going to meet people. And there were two types of men. There were the men who would not shut up for three days did not ask once about me they talked and talked and talked and talked and and pleasant enough conversations but not once did they ever ask about me they were all about them two was the second type which was they really just wanted to know if you wanted to have sex or not those were the only two types of men i met 
-hmm. And I said, you know what? Why am I looking for someone else if I can just do what I want to do anyway? I think we also have to ask ourselves, and this is no at at you or any of any other people that I associate with, but if you're on a dating app, see, this is hard to say because if you're on a dating app, I would like to ask you what types of people do you think those attract? But I think that's an unfair statement. Well, if you're, here's the, here was my other problem. Yeah. I was a hundred percent honest on filling out the profile and three out of like 20 men said to me they didn't believe that my that I was real Mm -hmm. and I'm like what are you talking about I wonder why because no they were too busy talking about themselves trying to find out if they could get laid Mm. but I have a feeling it's because I was honest that I wasn't skinny I was honest that I had children. I was honest that I've written books. They didn't believe that I was an author, I guess. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Why. You'd have to ask them, and they're long gone. <laughs> can we please share your profile picture? Can we talk about that first? Sure. We can. We can indeed. I feel like you should share it. I put up a picture that I photoshopped, and it was actually a picture taken with me and some friends at a breakfast morning, you know, meeting with some friends for breakfast. A brunch, if you will. A brunch. I wasn't fancy. I was in a sweater and jeans, but I did have makeup on, and I had blow-dried my hair. So it wasn't a bad picture. It was an average picture. And because it was a full body shot, I said body like body by Twinkie and body like Twinkie, and I put a Twinkie over top of my body with my face and my hair. I was being honest. I mean, she said us, she had her first picture. It was just like her, you know, looking nice. It was just me. It was was just a picture of her picture. Then I don't remember what your second picture was. Um, Another picture. I think it was when I just got my hair cut and I was outside with the dogs. You had your glasses. Yeah. I had my glasses glasses on. on. I thought maybe they should know I wear glasses. You wear glasses, right? You know, a little, little teaser, right? Completely on the third photo. Was a Photoshop, and I thought it was funny. And I saw body by body by Twinkie. She put her head on a Twinkie and put it on well, her dating profile. And I just thought that was such a beautiful, beautiful. Honest, thing. don't look for skinny bitch. I'm not here. Yeah. I ate the skinny bitch. I'm I not- ate. The- <laughs> no, not Hannibal. What's his name? Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. I, Didn't he eat people? I am- yeah. Who's the one who ate people? Yeah. There's a couple of those. Mm-hmm. A couple of those. A couple of those. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. But I was honest, and they weren't, or at least, and, and, and how, I guess, maybe I'm just naive, but I'm like, why are you going on a dating site on the expensive one, okay, when you put for out sex. your money? For just that. I mean, if you got that kind of money, sir, just go buy yourself a girlfriend. You know, the issue There's with enough. that is that you can't because it's illegal. <laughs> but there's enough women who are looking for free drinks and free food and free whatever that's the problem they want power over over who they are dating i mean that's kind of what i got out of that that whole they don't want equal they don't want equal you're you're saying that the men on the dating site didn't want equal no okay that's why guys look for younger women because they can manipulate them and they can control them 
I would say this is a generalization. Uh, well, the generalization of the men that I met online, yeah. There was yeah. one that was amazing. He was so much fun to talk to. Yeah. He was really smart. He was funny. He seemed to understand my humor. We talked for hours back and forth, even Stephen, even conversation. And he said goodbye. He had bought a motorcycle and he w- had just been divorced anyway. And he was ready to, to run, so... That's no, a shame. I, I hope he's doing that. well because he he seemed like a sweetheart, and he was one of all those guys that I was like that he's something. He's great. He was. I miss him. <laughs> I miss him for you. It's okay. No bloodshed. I understand. I hope he's having fun. Yeah. Yeah. But that was one out of many. But you know that's what makes relationships special. That's what makes them special because if you could just walk in and buy your your spouse. <laughs> but again, I don't think that paying for sex work is equivalent. I don't think it would stop people from wanting relationships. I really don't. Because people still crave a partner and crave mating. I guess. I don't know. We'll find out if it ever comes to fruition. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> See if the American government ever changes the system. Come visit our podcast in 2086. We'll be talking about the Green Light District. 2086? <laughs> I'm still going to be alive. I told you I was if immortal. your ass isn't dead by I to- then? I told you I was immortal. <laughs> Girl. It's going to be called the Green Light District then. Why? <laughs> because it's a go. <laughs> All set and go. Yeah. Am I wrong? I do not think that I am. I do not think it. I do not think it. That's what you sounded like. What you said. I, do I don't think if I am. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not saying that girls or anyone, that should be their goal. But. What goal? To do sex work. But if that is the path you choose, I believe you should have rights and protection that's my question. How many women are going to go, oh my God, if I could be a prostitute, that, I, I'd love that. But that, that's, everyone says that. How many times have I joked about being a stripper? And sometimes I'm not even half joking. <laughs> but then ask yourself. I know I could throw what? this ass. So, in other words, you're saying that you appreciate male attention. I must ask, Mm -hmm. what is the benefit of it? Is it the male attention? Is it the money? Is the feeling sexy? Do you assume you'll feel sexy? Is it the acrobatics of being on a pole? What's the allure? There's a lot of issues that go into it. I understand that it's degrading for a lot of people, right? But if we change it, you're saying that it wouldn't be any more degrading. If you take the degrading nature out of it, first of all... That's the assumption, yes. Yes. There's no degradation anymore. If there is no I just feel like I think the thought of dancing and being sexy and using your body and also it's like exercise for like a night. I love exercising. So you just see it as a performance. I love performing. We know that. I love playing a character, right? And, I mean, that sounds bad because it sounds like I'm playing a character here, which, like, I'm not. Like, this is actually, like... 
No, and I, I understand that. Not being who we are is always appealing in some in some well, level. Like, I love acting. Wanting to be I love else. being on stage. I love entertaining people. You know, that's why I did theater for so long. Yes, I'm a theater kid. You can bully me. I get it. But, yeah, I just think performing and captivating an audience, and yes, it sucks that a lot of that has to be for the male gaze and, you know, sexual gratification or whatever, but... Boner scope, if you will. The boner scope. But also, I love attention! That's why I wear the things I wear. That's why I do the things I do. You know what I mean? To a certain extent. That sounds bad, but... But you are the most loyal person I've ever seen. You think so? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. So it's interesting because you talk this big game of liking all this attention, but... I love attention. That doesn't mean I... But your relationship is extremely valid, and I see it, and I see the connection that you have, so I guess I can understand... You can like there's to a... perform and entertain and not there's a du- be a cheater. There's a duality to it. The duality of man. Yeah. Again, if you're looking at it as a profession, right? Yeah. When we look at actors, mm-hmm. and they are in a movie and they have a sex scene with a their co-star. We don't look at them and be like, oh, they cheated on their significant other. But I think they actually do have a problem in their relationships if the other person doesn't understand that it's part of their job. It's performance. It's dance. But that's also that could also be brought into this conversation, this topic of of the problem. It's It's... It's always going to come down to how the person you're with feels about sex. Well, so this is another thing we should talk about. Because you, during our argument about it, you said to me that um, would I be okay with my significant other being in porn, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I said, no. And you were like, aha, I've got you now. (laughs) And I was like, no, that's not fair. That's assuming that me and my partner have already decided together that we're in a monogamous relationship and that we're not doing stuff out of that, right? So if now he chooses that he that this no longer serves him or whatnot, well, then the rules have been broken and now the things, things have to change and we decide together whether we're moving forward or not. But if you go into a relationship knowing someone's past and knowing that they were a sex worker or a sex worker and you guys decide together that that's the rule of the game, then that's fine. But see, I don't think I ever got to say this part to you. Mm-hmm. If someone had already been in, in, a, in the porn industry, mm-hmm. I think as long as they were clean, as long as he told me about it and was honest and was no longer engaging in it, I would be okay with it. Being engaging in it while we're together, absolutely not. But again, not. everyone has different. <laughs> that's with to that. me because to me that's just dangerous. I know people who are in an open relationship or even would be okay with their partner doing sex work. And the thing is, is everyone has a different relationship. No relationship is the same. Everyone has different rules. So when you said that to me about my specific relationship, well, we've already laid out our rules. Right. So now they're changing, right? Well, that's, that would, but that happens in life and in marriage. Absolutely. Rules change, things but change. That would be like me deciding that I no longer have children. Well, we discussed together that we both want children. So if I decide I no longer want them, well, now I've broken one of the rules. And well, again, not broken. You're allowed to change your mind absolutely. on things. Right. But you cannot be surprised that that other person, they've accepted that this was what was going to happen, and then if you say that you want to change it, now it's their turn to decide what right. they're going to do. You have to respect. You them have enough, to respect it enough 
to say what you want to. There's that's what cheating is to me. When you lie to your spouse about what you're doing, when you lie about what it is you want and go ahead and do what you want without alerting the other person. That it to me is unforgivable. You'd be surprised the extent of understanding that can come out of a relationship by being honest. By being honest. Mm-hmm. And how much someone is actually willing to give when you're truthful and when you are specific with what you want. Do you want to share that a little bit? What do you mean? um, Your experience with what happened when you were so worried. Did we already talk about this? I mean, kind of, but... Just to reiterate, you... Mine wasn't necessarily, like, a huge thing. But it was in your head at that moment. It was in my head at the moment. So, I have been really preoccupied lately with just my jobs and school... I've been in a four-year relationship, about to be in a four-year relationship. We're coming up on our <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> With my high school sweetheart. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. That's a lot. Sorry. <laughs> See, this is what happens when we record <laughs> when I've had coffee and I've been awake for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> See, now if you'd have caught me a couple hours ago, we'd have been reversed. We have to figure out that sweet spot. That sweet spot. <laughs> that I crossover. Mean, but you also, it was while we were out today. You also just got your vaccine, so you're mm-hmm. probably slowing down a little bit. So last time anything's been inside of me for seven years. Oh! Woo, doggy! <laughs> Did you say 17? You said I said seven, seven years. Oh, okay, seven. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I had worked it up in my head that... Right now, I'm very focused. If you know me, I'm a very type A person. I am very focused on my schoolwork. I'm very focused on my jobs and everything. And with that comes a lot of time and a lot of energy. And I was just not focused on a lot of my relationships, whether it be with my partner or with just even my friends. Like, I just, you know, I was really putting everyone second to me. I guess, and I felt selfish in the way where I was spending all this time trying to get ahead in my career, I guess, if you want to look at it like that, my educational career and just even my future career after I graduate, and I felt horrible because I felt like I was neglecting my obligations to my relationships, friends and family and partner and people who love you are going to understand. You just, you needed to step up and say what you needed. But I was terrified. Was absolutely terrified that he was going to say, you haven't given me enough, you're, you know, whatever. I don't even know why I was freaking out about it as much as I was. I made it in my head, everything was over. (laughs) But that's how mind monster works. I convinced myself this was the end. Yeah. And so I just, I looked at him, I started crying, and I was like, we need to talk about this. And basically I was like, I don't think... I can focus on this right now. I have to focus on these other things. And he was like, yeah, cool. (laughs) He was so fine with it. Yeah. But, and that's not to say that I wouldn't, that we weren't still hanging out and, you know, having moments and doing things. I just, I literally was like, we can't see each other. As much. As much. Right. But you had it in your head that he wasn't going to tolerate that. Yeah. Which is kind of what we do though. It's like, if if you make sex work legal, then why would guys tolerate having to deal with women at all? I think that's a ridiculous statement. But that's what you we do. I know you're being sarcastic. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. It's how the mind works. How the mind works. But yeah, honestly, be honest in your relationships. Support sex workers if you can. 
be understanding of people, even when things make you a little uncomfortable. Be compassionate. Should we wrap it up? I was just thinking about if I should even make the comment about my dad. Because where would that go? Oh, about him being an escort? Just that the, the rumor has it. There was a story of my father having been an escort. For I feel like I've summer. talked this whole entire time, so I would actually love if you would share that story. <laughs> Is that okay? Well, I don't know if it's anything to share. Again, it's not even my story, but uh, you know, my father's passed away, so I can say this because he's not here anymore, and pretty much nobody else in my family is that's going to listen anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I true. think it's pretty safe. My family's pretty damn small. There's not a lot of people living. It's. Um, and if they're mad about it, we can take them. So <laughs> yeah. There's not many left. So, um, But there was rumor that my father had been an escort for a summer in New York City as he was a young buck. In New York. <laughs> Bernie was loosed. Unleashed. Concrete jungle, wet dream tomato. <laughs> Bernie put his sperm... All over New York. I really hope not. You know what? You know what? I wouldn't even look down on that anymore because it'd be like, family? Yeah. Do I have family? Is there anybody that's alive? Can y'all help me? Help me move? I don't need anybody to help me. Y'all want to have Thanksgiving together? (laughs) No more small Christmases? No more small Christmases where you're forgotten. Oh, man. Life in the McMahon house. Thank you guys for listening. We're glad you could join us for this discussion about the Nederlands and the... Oh, yeah, the Nederlands. The Nederlands and their green light district. Um, <laughs> and window shopping. Luton Morgan. How do you say goodbye? Already? Uh, Totsines. No, what's Totsines? <laughs> Tostitos to you. <laughs> and happy Tostitos. Goody. Goodie! Varwell. So long, Varwell. Our feeders ain't goodbye. Badonked. Badonked. <laughs> badonked. Let's go get badonked. <laughs> Toad scenes. Tostitos. Tostitos. Choose.